Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Thanks for joining today's podcast episode. I'm so excited for you to be here yet again. I love coming at you every week um, and jamming with you. And today is no exception. So today, um, just me, it's a solo episode. And I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Um, love coming at you. Love getting your all of your feedback. I've been hearing from so many of you lately about how you're loving the podcast. So thank you so much for that feedback. Keep it coming. Make sure you follow me on stephanielong.ca on Instagram. And yeah, send me a DM and let me know how you're liking the podcast so far. I'd really, really appreciate and love your feedback. So today we are going to talk about staying organized in your nutrition business. This is an awesome, awesome topic because I know so many of us, um, this is one of the most frustrating things is how do we stay organized? How do we do um, more in less time? How do we, you know, really automate or simplify the process of our business so that we can spend more time with clients doing the work that we love? So I'm really excited to bring this topic to you. Um, administration, organization is my thing. That is my past my past life. I did a lot of administration and reception um, work in lots of different corporate settings. So essentially, before I started my career in nutrition, I was an administrative assistant. So I really kept things organized. Um, I really helped to create systems for um, the businesses that I was in to you know stay more efficient, stay on top on top of things, and really um, use their time more wisely, because that's what this is really all about is creating systems um, in our business that takes a lot of actual time off of our plates. And we automate something using a program or a system or whatever it is. So that again, we have time to do the thing that we're best at doing, which for all of us is uh, doing nutrition with clients. So I'm going to try to make this a shorter episode and really to the point, I'm just going to list off all of the things that I feel you need in your business to stay super organized. So I am going to suggest that right now you pause or just take a second and grab a notebook and a pen because I'm going to go through this. And again, all of this is super, super inter, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Implementable. Yeah, you can implement this right now. Um, Even if you're just starting out, this is great. Implement this right away. And if you've already been doing your business for a bit and you don't have any real systems in place, I'm going to suggest that you start to implement this because it's probably going to cut down your time that you're spending administratively so, so much. So just quickly before I jump in, I just want to give you a background on why I'm super passionate about staying organized in your biz. And the reason for this is because when I first started my nutrition business um, back in 2014, um, again, I had an administrative background, so I was already super... super organized. And I knew that I had to have like my uh, expense spreadsheet all done up and I had to have all my forms done and I had to figure out how I was going to email my clients and things like that. But I had no real system in place. So every time a client wanted to book in, I was like, okay, 
does dates, you know, does May 1st, 2nd, 3rd work for you at these times? Um, and then they would write back. And if it didn't work for them, I'd write back again. And then we go back and forth and back and forth. And then we move on to payment. Okay, how would you like to pay back and forth, back and forth? And this administratively took so much of my time and was super frustrating, but I just didn't know a better way to be doing this. So I'm not sure if this sounds like you, but if it does, I am highly going to recommend that number one, you start by implementing a scheduler in your business and a payment system. So I'm going to kind of talk about these interchangeably because there are a few programs that can accept um, payment and schedule your client in, but let's just dig into each one separately for a second. So a scheduler would mean that instead of you, like me, <laughs> emailing your client, here's a few dates going back and forth, back and forth, you are setting up your available times on a schedule. You give the client a link to your schedule, and then they pick which time works best for them. This makes it so much easier because there's no back and forth. They literally look at the schedule and see what works for them. And if there's obviously not an available time, then they can email you. But it really cuts down on that back and forth, which will save you a lot of time in the end. Um, <clears throat> so that's a scheduler. And then a payment system it really depends if you're working offline with clients, you're working online with clients, but I would recommend number one, that you have clients pay before their first session. So even if you're working with clients in person, um, I would still recommend that you're collecting payment online. Um, maybe it's through e-transfer to begin with, but I would recommend using something like PayPal so setting in a business account up through PayPal. Um, two other services you could look into are Stripe. So Stripe payment system is something that I use to collect money when I was selling an online program. Um, so you might be able to hook up Stripe through your website. So someone clicks book here and then the payment, um, they go right through Stripe. Um, and the third one that you can look into is called uh, Square, Square Reader. And some of you might have seen this at your local farmer's market. It's a little white square reader that someone can put in the bottom of their phone or their tablet or device and actually swipe someone's credit card. You can also use it if you don't have the person's physical credit card. You can also type their credit card number in. Or I believe you can send them an invoice and they can pay right through Square online. But... Again, just to really dig into this, having a scheduler is important, having a payment system is important. This is going to take, um, again, I think the most administrative time off your plate. So now your clients literally just go through a link, they schedule themselves in, and they pay. So I'm going to tell you now my favorite uh, platforms that you could potentially use to help you both um, schedule your client in and collect payment. Number one, I'd say my top favorite one, um, if you're just looking for a scheduler and a payment system, is Calendly. I will link this for you guys, so don't worry about it. You can always go to the show notes and grab the link. So Calendly is great. It's low cost, around, I want to say, $10 um, US a month. And it lets you schedule your clients in and have them pay. The second one is called Acuity Scheduling. And exact same thing. They can schedule themselves in and they can pay um, it's a little bit more money. I think it's like $12 or $15 US a month. So that's usually why I recommend Calendly. Calendly um, is designed really nicely as well. It's really appealing for your clients. And again, they would just go through, they would schedule themselves in your calendar, and then they would pay. And it goes all through that system. So once you saw basically that your client um, scheduled themselves in and they paid, 
Um, what you're going to do now is move on to step, uh, I guess, two of staying organized. <clears throat> what we need to do now is figure out how are we um, actually running the consultation with our client. So if it's in person, we're going to send them an email with details of, you know, where our office is, where we're meeting, how to get their directions, so on and so forth. If this is an online consultation, I'm going to recommend that you use the program Zoom conferencing, Z-O-O-M conferencing, to run your consults. Zoom is like Skype, but it's a bit more business focused and you can actually um, give your clients a link. So they would use the link and you'd be on camera or on audio together. You can record the session, which is awesome. So you can just right at the beginning, press record, and then you can give them a copy of the recording. That's something you can actually um, advertise that they get not only just the actual session, they get a like recorded copy so they can listen to it at any, any time. And people really love that. Um, with Zoom, you can also share your screen, which I love. So this means basically, let's say you were like trying to teach them about macros and you're like, okay, here's some healthy protein, some healthy fats, and maybe you had a handout. You can actually share your screen on your desktop and show them the handout or show them the article that you're referencing or show them, you know, um, maybe you've created their, their health plan and you just want to walk them through it. You can share your screen on Zoom. Now, Zoom is free if you're just doing a one-on-one -on -one call, but if you want to have more than two people on the call for, I believe, longer than 45 minutes, you have to pay. And I want to say it's around $15 to $20 US a month um, for the paid one. So if you're just running one-on-one -on -one consults, again, it's going to be free. But if you're doing more of a group consult scenario, um, you're going to be paying about $15, $20 US a month. So that's kind of number two. So at this point, we've scheduled them in, they've paid, they know where they're meeting, either in person, or maybe we're going to meet through Zoom online. And then what we want to do is send them the forms. Maybe this is an intake form, like a client intake form. Maybe this is a client contract. Maybe it's a, a meal, uh, sorry, a food diary. Any kind of forms they need to fill out, we're going to send to them through email. So what I like to recommend people do is make these forms way more accessible for your clients by making them fillable. So what this really means is that instead of it just being a PDF where they have to print it out, um, handwrite it, and then scan it and send it back to you, you can actually use programs to create text box text boxes on that form. And I, there's two that I like. One I like a little bit more than the other, but the one that I really like is called DocHub. DocHub Doc is actually part of Google Drive. So if you have a Google Drive account, you can actually upload a file into Google Drive. You can um, attach, sorry, you can, I don't know how to explain this, but add on, I guess, DocHub as um, a vendor on your Google Drive account for free. And then you can upload this file into DocHub and through DocHub, you're going to make it a fillable file or a fillable form. So DocHub's really awesome. Um, I don't have, I haven't really had many problems with it. It seems to be working fine with my clients. The second one that I would recommend you could try using if you can't get DocHub, um, it's another free one. It's called PDF Escape. PDF Escape. Um, this one's good as well. Kind of similar concept. You upload the file, you create text box, you make it fillable. But I will say I've had some clients say that they've tried to fill it out and it doesn't work or they filled it all out, saved it, and then the file got deleted. So I find that PDF Escape is not as reliable. Doc Hub seems to be way more reliable. 
Okay, so just overview, schedule, payment, Zoom or online or in-person kind of, um, you've set that meeting of where it's going to be. You've created your fillable forms and sent them off to your client. And then the next thing I'm going to say that you could do to stay really organized in your business is create some email templates. And what I mean by this is you're going to get so many common questions coming through your emails like, um, oh, I have a question about your services or can you send me to your services page? Oh, I have a question about your pricing. Hey, I'd love to chat with you and get more info on your program. Um, Hey, I'd like to book in. I'd say those are the common ones like, hey, I have more questions. I'd like more info or I want to book in. What I would really do is spend a little bit of time crafting an email response to these common like questions or more info or booking um, inquiries so that every time someone emails you with this, you don't have to rewrite the email. You basically just save it as a draft in your email inbox. And what you would do is when someone emails you with that, you would pull that response and input all of the details to make it more personalized. I implemented this maybe around year two in my nutrition business and was like, wow, (laughs) why didn't I do this sooner? This is so much easier than rewriting the same thing over and over and over and over. So I would say email templates definitely is a really good thing to do. You might be wondering, do I need a professional email for my business? Honestly, it's up to you. I mean, I wouldn't use your like, (laughs) I don't know why this came to me, littlepinky at (laughs) gmail.com. That's a terrible email address. But, you know, your personal email address or whatever it might be, like, um, Stephanie Long 7478 like, at gmail.com. Like, don't use your personal one if it's not really straightforward. You could create something like Stephanie Long Nutrition at gmail.com. Or you could pay for um, a professional email like hello at stephanielongnutrition.com. That's what I ended up doing. Um, but again, it doesn't really matter how your clients, as long as it's professional enough, they're not going to care too, too much. And I know a lot of successful people that still use Gmail or in the past Hotmail. So not a really big deal. Um, the bigger deal is, you know, not worrying so much about these nitty gritty details of like, what does our logo look like? What does our, what should our email be? So on and so forth. We need to get really efficient in like, what is the stuff that's going to come up when we start um, being available for clients and how can we make that system as efficient as possible? So right now I've talked about scheduling, payment, um, doing online or in-person consults, creating fillable forms, creating email templates. And at this point, you can have all of these different programs running to really make it more efficient. But I'm also going to introduce one kind of all-in-one program that I think would be super beneficial for you guys. I really wish this was available when I had my nutrition business um, because it would have made everything more streamlined. And what I'm talking about is a program or a platform for nutritionists specifically created by a nutritionist, and it's called Practice Better. I'll link this for you guys as well so you can check it out. Practice Better is basically a client management software that you can schedule your clients in. You can um, accept payment from your clients. It actually integrates with Zoom. So right through Practice Better, you can set up your Zoom calls. Your clients also get a login. So if you create the health plan, which you can do through Practice Better, they have templates and lots of handouts. 
Um, you can actually give your clients access to a client portal where they log in and they can see their health plan. You can check in with them and give them notes. You can put the, I believe you can um, add the recordings of your past sessions. So it's a, basically like an online place for your clients to come in and have everything there. So you're not necessarily going back and forth and back and forth, sending files through email. You're utilizing this practice better to be that um, meeting place for your client and, and do your client sessions. You can also integrate the meal planning platform, That Clean Life, with Practice Better, meaning you can send meal plans through the program. You can also send supplement recommendations through a program called Fullscript. And I'm sure at another um, pod or on another podcast, I'll go into these in more detail. Um, but basically, I wanted to give you an overview of Practice Better because it really is an all-in-one program. So instead of having like um, Calendly over here and then Zoom over there and your emails, you know, in your email inbox with your attachments, Practice Better is kind of bringing everything together for you. So that's a really cool one you guys can check out. I think it would be really, really efficient to include something right off the bat like this in your practice because now you're not trying to piece everything together. It's like looks really professional. It looks branded. Your clients feel really um, certain and confident that you're really um, – professional practitioner that's showing up, you have a program that is accepting their payment, they feel okay about, you know, paying through this program, they feel safe, they feel cared for. And I really do feel like the investment for the program is worth it if you're looking to run a really efficient, clean, you know, organized business. Okay, so that's more of the admin stuff that we talked about. And now I just want to shift for a second to talk a little bit more about, um, social media and how to organize that. And then um, I'm going to talk about batching your work days so you're more efficient. And then we'll talk a little bit about repurposing material. So social media, it's really up to you how you want to do this. Um, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm more of a in the moment poster on social media. And I've had times where I'm like, I'll go like a week or two weeks without posting anything and then I'll post every day for a week. And that's kind of the way I've been in the past where I was really inconsistent with how much I was posting. Now I try to post every day if possible. Um, doesn't always happen. The number one thing for me that is a challenge is that I don't have enough content, meaning like photos. <laughs> it's always a struggle for me to like, where am I going to get all these photos from to share? So the way I do it now personally and you're welcome to do it this way. Um, it definitely creates a different look on the social media platform. But for in, for instance, on Instagram, I do photo, quote, photo, quote, photo, quote. And for me, it just takes way more pressure off um, me having to have a million different photos. But if you have a lot of content, maybe you're sharing food photos, for, photos of you, photos of your lifestyle, um, you can really make it look however you want and brand it however you want. Um, but when it comes to social media, you know, Picking a schedule of how consistent you could be uh, most ideally would be best. So maybe right now it's once a week because you don't have a lot of time to put into it. And then maybe you start growing that to three times a week and then it's five times a week and then it's every day. Um, I would also suggest that not to get too much into social media strategy, but that you make sure you're posting on Instagram stories just as much as you're posting on the Instagram feed. And the reason for this is that between about 60 to 80% of Instagram users are using stories right now. So you're missing out on a really big audience if you're only using the Instagram feed and not using the stories. And the stories could look like you reposting the photo you put in your feed on your story. 
maybe it's you, you made a meal and you don't feel comfortable yet being on camera with your face, but it's you talking and explaining about what's in your meal. Or maybe it's sharing a story and being on camera if you feel comfortable being more visible. Um, Lots of different ways to use Instagram stories. But you want to be on social media as much as possible, building that personal brand, building that connection. And really, it's so people get to know you because people want to buy from you and they want to know you. So if we're too um, recluse and we're not visible enough and we're not showing people who we are, they might not be as likely to want to invest in your services because they might not know you yet. They might not trust you. And they really, really want to get to know you. So social media is going to be important. We want to make time for it. So if you're like me and you just want to post on the fly, um, there's a few different strategies for posting that might make it a bit easier for you. And this is another way you can stay organized. When it comes to posting on social media, there's three different kinds of posts that I like to make. Um, You're going to want to write this down. Number one, educational content. So educational will mean you teaching about a certain topic that you're really passionate about or that is the focus of your business. You giving away some of your best tips of, you know, let's say you're a digestion expert, like giving your best digestion tips away. You really pouring into your community and just giving them a lot of information so that they're learning from you and they're seeing that you're an authority or an expert in that industry. Um, So educational, I would argue, is probably the number one type of content you want to be putting out while you're growing your business because you want to get that trust factor and show people you're that expert. The other kind of piece of material or content you can put out is inspirational. So this is kind of, I'm now moving more into the inspirational content. I've done the educational for a while. So this is more like the quotes, the positive thoughts, the mindset stuff. You've got this. I'm here for you. How can I support you? And really like creating that, maybe sharing some stories about yourself and your journey where someone can really start to feel, wow, look at what that person's done. Look what Sarah's done, you know, you know, with her digestion, she went from like this, this space and, and now is like excelling and is amazing and she's doing so much better. You know, I want to learn from her because she seems like an expert and she's been through it. And that's what people really want to see. So you can be an inspiration in lots of different ways. So again, educational, inspirational, and the third one is entertaining. So this might be more of like behind the scenes stuff, like your life stuff, um, sharing more about your meals, maybe about some of your own health challenges, like more is just like educational, just real stuff, real life, bringing more of you into social media. So it's not always, you know, you just like sharing a quote or you, you sharing pure education. It's more just entertaining for people. So think about some of those stories or things you can share in your everyday life that would be super relatable to people. So again, we want to focus on those types of content. Of course, there's other areas like motivational content, um, keeping people accountable. um, I already said inspiring, but there are lots of different ones. But if we can kind of focus on those three areas, inspirational, educational, entertaining, it's going to cut down so much time of you sitting there and thinking, what can I actually write about? And instead, you're going to know it's either one of these three buckets and you can just spend your time there and rotate through those. So again, if you're like me, you like to do it on the fly, sit down, think about what you want to share with your audience, write that piece of content, post it, engage for a little bit, and then get off social media because you will just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And all of a sudden, the few hours you um, designated to work on your client material, you've now spent on Instagram or Facebook. So we really want to like 
keep off of Instagram or, or Facebook as much as we can and only go on when maybe we have a bit of free time and we just want to catch up with friends and family um, or when we're going on intentionally to create content for our audience and then we're getting off. If you are not the on-the-fly type of social media person, I'm going to suggest you use a posting service um, like Hootsuite or Later. I like Later a bit more um, because so it's basically a platform where you can go on, you can upload all of your photos, and you can create your posts before they actually are going to go out. So you're basically scheduling your posts and then they're going to be streamed out. You're going to maybe set it one to go out Monday, one to go out Thursday, one to go out Saturday. So you're really just like sitting down, creating a ton of content, and then you're dripping it out to your audience over time. And the reason I like later is because you can actually see all of your photos, like how they're going to be laid out in your feed. So you can keep things really branded, really consistent, and you can really curate what it's going to look like. So again, um, using some kind of posting service or scheduler like later or Hootsuite are going to be great. Um, and making sure you're not spending a ton of time on social media. Again, that's just a boundaries thing, which we'll go into more in a later episode of how to create better boundaries um, with your social media time and your clients and all of that. But it really is up to us to really, in the end, work smarter or sorry, work smarter, not harder. That's right. <laughs> work smarter, not harder. We don't want to be spending so much time doing all this stuff where we don't even have time to actually do the client work. So this is really like these kind of programs are to take off the stress from having to do admin work and, you know, working like on your business all the time. And it's really helping to pull you away from that and have things running on autopilot a bit more. So we talk about social media. The next thing is batching your work days. So this is more of a strategy and this has really, really worked for me. I might have talked about this in a previous episode, but let me break it down for you guys again. So batching your work days is literally looking at your week ahead, like your Monday to Friday or whatever your work week is, and saying, okay, what can I get down? What can I get done on Mondays? What can I get done on Tuesdays? What can I get done on Wednesdays? And I just want to explain what I mean by this. So for me, instead of every day being like, okay, I've got a little client over here, a little client over there. I've got to do social media every single day. I've got to do, um, you know, create some fillable forms every day and work on my client handouts and so on and so forth. I have actually broken it down into to designated days that I work on specific things. So for me, this looks like on Mondays, I do more um, content creation. So I might create my newsletter for the week. I might sit down and create some content for social media. I might actually um, go through some notes that I've created and just get inspired. It really is my inspiring day where I'm really like, how do I want to show up for the rest of the week? So I might tinker with a few different things and give myself the space to really sit with a few different ideas going through my head. Tuesdays and Thursdays are usually my client days. So those days are like dedicated to client work, following up with clients, doing my sessions, um, and staying really consistent with that. So I'm not, I am now spreading it a bit further throughout my week because I have a very heavy client load at the moment, but usually I keep it between those two days. Um, and this really helps. So you're not getting clients signing up on a Sunday or signing up in an evening or signing up um, every single day of the week. And you, when do you get your actual work done then, right? 
So we need to create some boundaries of when the clients are able to sign up. So even when you're setting up that scheduling system um, on your calendar, I would just create specific days that you work with clients. And if they can't do a meeting in that time that you've um, assigned, you can always chat with them and, and slip them in somewhere in your calendar to make it work. Um, so moving on, Wednesdays are my podcast days. That's when I number one, launch my podcast. It's when I um, actually record new podcast episodes and really dig into that. And I use my Wednesdays for that specifically. And then Fridays, um, usually I'm just following up with old clients or past clients or my current clients and really just like doing more administrative work and um, any kind of things that have happened through the week, like a catch all day. So that's how I kind of set it up. So as you can see, it's like I've batched my day. So I do specific things on specific days. Um, so I would really suggest trying something out like this. So you're not like, what do I want to do today? Well, I have 10 things I need to do and I don't know which one to do. I would just try to set yourself up. So I know what I need to do today. And here's my chunk of time to get it done. Another way you could do this is every day you could have like a two-hour chunk for social media, a two-hour chunk for clients, a two-hour chunk for creating content. And you could do that kind of batching every single day. So it really depends which way if you want your whole day to be concentrated on that or if you want to have um, blocks within your day um, to really focus on a specific task. But this is really going to help your productivity. Um, it's going to give you a lot more focus. And again, it's really, really helping you to work smarter, not harder. You're going to find, at least this is what I find now, is that I work way less hours, but I get way more accomplished. So I'd say I'm still, you know, it depends. It's always fluctuating. But, you know, the majority of my work is probably done within 20 to 25 hours a week, where when I first started my business, it was more like, 60 hours a week, let's be honest. I was spending a lot of time, you know, just like spinning my wheels, creating so, so much, but not really getting anywhere. So now that I have a lot more terms and conditions and boundaries set around my time in my business, I'm way more productive. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was reusing or repurposing your content and any materials you've created. So what I mean by this is, Please, for the love of God, <laughs> please don't feel like you have to um, reinvent the wheel every single time you work with a new client, you write a new social media post, um, you're creating some kind of content for, for something, for your newsletter, whatever it might be. I want to tell you that it's okay to reuse material. And honestly, you need to do this or else you're going to burn yourself out trying to create so much material. So the way that this could look is, let's say you've decided to do a blog. You're going to post on your blog. That's one way to, to put the material out there. But another way to put the material out there would be to post a little bit of it on Facebook and say, you know, if you want to read more, check out the blog and link them over to the blog. You could also do that on Instagram, where maybe you're focusing more on a visual and you're putting like a quote or something from the blog, and then you're driving people from Instagram to go check out the blog. And then maybe you're taking that same content and reposting some of it in your newsletter and you're just positioning it a little differently. Uh, maybe you're you're highlighting some different areas and you're, again, redirecting them to go to the blog. So this is one way you can really repurpose content. And you don't have to do this all on the same day, like post the blog, post to Instagram, post to Facebook, do the newsletter. You know, I'm getting tired just saying it because it's so many steps and so many things. This can be over a week or two weeks where you're just kind of sprinkling it in different places and you're collecting more people to the same piece of material over time.
Um, you can also, don't forget about using something like Pinterest. If you made a graphic, a really nice pretty graphic for your blog post, you could pin that to Pinterest and have a lot of traffic coming over. Pinterest is actually a huge way to grow your traffic to your blog, your website, your YouTube channel, whatever it is. So don't discount using something like Pinterest to also bring people to your website. Um, you can also repurpose some material you've created for clients. So let's say that you created a handout for your client, Sarah, and um, uh, June over here also could use that same material. You know, create stuff that's universal for people that can be used with lots of different people um, and then just personalize it more in your actual consultation or your coaching sessions with your clients. Um, so we don't have to be creating a handout for Sarah and a handout for June and a handout for Julie and so on and so forth. It can be the same handout and we can personalize it and make it a little bit different for each person. Um, and really, you're going to you're going to find that a lot of people want similar content. Like I know in my nutrition practice, people were always, always, always asking me, um, you know, well, Stephanie, if I go to the grocery store, what kind of snacks can I pick up or like what would you recommend in terms of like um, like dips or chips or um, hummuses or whatever it is. So, you know, all these people kept asking me this. So what I actually did was made a recommended brands list. And what I'm going to do for you guys actually now that I think about it is I'm going to um, link to the brands list so you guys can actually see what I'm talking about and just see an example of a handout because I think that would really be helpful. But what I'm saying here overall is that we want to create material that we can reuse over and over and over again. So don't worry about having to make a million different handouts or a million different social media posts or content or newsletters um, every single day and doing this over and over and over. Reuse what you've already created. Maybe make shifts or changes or something you posted eight months ago, you know, reconfigure it, repurpose it, and then post it again. We, that's really going to make it easier on ourselves because it's hard to come up with content. So we want to make this as easy as we can. And one way to do that is to repurpose or reuse old material. Um, it's going to make your life a whole lot easier. So I'm going to let you guys go because this has been a lot. I know you're probably going to have to sit with this, go through your notes again. But just to go over it all again, the way that you can stay most organized in your nutrition business is by having a scheduler to schedule your clients in, having a payment software so that they can pay online before your consultation. And then honestly, you don't even really have to have the, okay, you have to pay now conversation because they've been prompted through a link or through some kind of platform to pay. You're going to want to set them up if it's an online consult on something like Zoom conferencing or some kind of way that you're actually interacting with them online. And if it's in person, you know, have really clear details and instructions of where that person is to meet you. Um, any kind of forms that you're creating in your business, like client intake form or contract or a food diary, create it fillable for people. So make it actually um, accessible, accessible for people to be able to type into. Um, and create email templates in your business. So again, don't recreate the, e the email or recreate the wheel every time you have to write an email. Have templates or drafts set up in your inbox where every time someone asks you a very common question, you can just pull that draft or that template, rewrite it or change some of the details and send it out. And this is going to save you so much time. 
When it comes to social media, again, we don't have to be thinking of a million different ways to share online. If we start thinking about how can I share with one of these three different um, buckets of, of topics or themes, number one, inspirational, number two, educational, number three, entertaining, and we just share from one of those perspectives, that's going to take a lot of stress off of you to try to think about what is it that I can actually share and talk about. And for setting up your social media, look at using a scheduling system or a platform to actually put all of your posts in and then drip them out to your audience over time. Another way you can stay super organized is by batching your work days. So let's say your Mondays and your Wednesdays are for clients, your Tuesdays for admin stuff, and then maybe Thursday or Thursday or Fridays for content building. You could do it that way or throughout your day, you can have little blocks of time. And this is going to help you to just be more efficient with your time and work smarter, not harder. And then lastly, reuse or repurpose your material. So don't recreate the wheel. Something you've created once on your blog or social media can be filtered and put out to your newsletter or what's on your blog can be put on social media um, or you can send it to your clients um, like maybe as a little write-up to say hey I thought you might like this um, there's lots of different ways that we can take what we've created and spread it out and share it with our community and then also when it comes to our, um, stuff we're creating for our clients try to make it more universal like a universal handout that lots of people could use and then in your sessions you can personalize them more or make tweaks for a person but this way you're not going to be creating a handout for every person that you're working with it's one handout and you're really building off that one handout um, and making it more specific for that client in person so I hope this was helpful for you. Again, I know that this was a lot, but I am certain that if you at least implement a few of these, you're going to get so much more of your time back. You're really going to feel like just super inspired and excited for your business instead of like this feeling of like, oh my God, there's so many steps to take. I don't even know what to do. I have no idea how to bring my client, you know, onboarding them and how to actually like, you know, schedule them in or get payment. I hope this was super clear for you. And I'm going to link everything I talked about for you guys in the show notes. Um, so you can just go click the links, learn more about all the programs I talked about. And as always, if you have questions, um, feel free to connect with me through Instagram. StephanieLong.ca is my handle. And I would love to hear from you. If you also want to have more of a community right now, maybe you just feel like you're doing a lot of this on your own and you want some other nutritionist feedback and you just want to be like in a group environment and learning and supporting one another. I'd love to invite you to join my Facebook group, Next Level Nutrition Biz. You're more than welcome to come in. I'd love to see you in there. In the meantime, I would love to catch you over on Instagram and I will talk to you guys later. To view the show notes and to grab links for everything we talked about today, I want you to head on over to www.stephanielong.ca slash podcast slash episode 11. Everything's up there and ready for you to check out. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.